Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show, where we aim to touch, move, and inspire you every single week. Really? We're really going to introduce our own show? Maybe we should leave it to the pro. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. One second, ladies. Here we go. Sarah Maxwell and Natalie Cook are experts in visualization and deliberate use of the law of attraction. As dynamic world athletes representing Canada and Australia in beach volleyball, they honed in on achievement at the highest level. Winning an Olympic gold medal on her home beach of Bondi is a pinnacle example. Their powerful techniques transmute the spiritual to the tangible, allowing thousands of their community members to bring their vision boards to life. Recently, they've taken their expertise on the road as the full-time family, where they inspire, coach, and lead people to create their unique, deliberate family life using a simplified three-step process. Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show. Join us for twice-weekly episodes. Each week, Nat and Sarah will teach us how to deliberately create results in all areas of life using their unique three-step process. Not only that, they'll also sit down with some of their favorite high achievers who have manifested what most merely dream about. Are you a member of the community? Go to bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal to follow along with each workshop style teaching episode and get ready to take action on your inspirations. Today, we continue the conversation with a force to be reckoned with on the personal growth scene. Years ago, myself and thousands of others were entranced with his movement-inspired videos about a new way to live and love. Through hashtag loves voice, he was reshaping the way we look at love's frequency and who we can be in relationships. I became inspired that this Preston Smiles character speak at my company's annual conference in Australia as I knew his message needed to be heard by more people. So without any other way to reach him, I did what most of us have to do these days. I commented on a social media post of one of his videos, and guess what? He actually messaged me back. That happens. He lives on the other side of the world. But look, I'm convinced that there was divine cooperation at work. And next thing you know, him and his electric partner, Lexi, were sitting on our balcony overlooking the Brisbane River. How freaking cool is that? So never mind the distance he flew to spread his message to thousands in Australia. But this trailblazer is now the author of two best-selling books, which wasn't the case at the time, is a social media influencer with over 163K, that means 1,000 followers, and is the founder of Conscious Man Brotherhood and the Bridge Method. Being named Millennial Mentor of the Year begins to point to the profound impact him and his wife are having on consciousness of the planet. Wait till his new twins in waiting grace the planet. Then this supercharged family will surely rival the Incredibles say that so Preston seriously like just thank you for being a yes in life and showing me what it looks like to see opportunities and just go for them like for me that's who you really are and that's how come we're sitting here today so thank you well amazing thank you I feel um, super loved on and that was a beautiful introduction and for all of you amazing humans and parents and just awesome beings Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Uh, I know you already know this because you're listening to this podcast, but Sarah is the real deal. Nat is the real deal. 
They are such genuine down-to-earth people and uh, I personally say no to about 90% of the requests to do podcasts. Um, however, the way that you guys show up, the way that you do human inspires me and so it was an absolute yes and we figured it out, we worked it out and here we are. Gosh. And with you, there's something because it always just works out. <laughs> um, and I, I've trusted that in life. Yes. I even, not that I plan to talk about this exactly, but the our known donor, mm -hmm. you know, for who Jordan is today. Yes. It was, we thought for 16 years it was someone else. Yes. And life was telling us. It was hard. Like, yeah. it was hard basket. And, you know, the moment it was the right person, yep. it happened in an instant. Yep. So that's how I feel about you. So. Look, I really get, as I prepared to talk to you further, mm -hmm. that you zoomed into my life at a certain point. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember this, like, movement that you were making on these videos, and you were talking about love's frequency in yeah. a way that was really, like, hitting me in a special place. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you were doing it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so, I really get, though, that there was a life before this, and something led you to those videos and led you to that place. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know anything about that guy. So mm -hmm. tell me about Minnie Preston yeah. in Pittsburgh. Like, mm -hmm. what were the dreams for your life? How did you grow up? What happened? Yeah. Um, so this is, I'm grown and sexy and <laughs> yeah, well. almost 40. Um, and so <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of chapters, and that's one of the reasons why I do the work that I do. Um, I was born in Compton, um, very early, my mom and dad uh, began to argue about whether I was on the spectrum or had Asperger's or something of this nature. And um, by the time I believe I was in the second grade, they had already put me in special education classes. And, um, you know, to be honest, that really messed me up. I made up a story about myself, that I was dumb, that I was less than, that I wasn't as smart as all the other kids. And, you know, being it the 80s and my parents also working and not having all the training that we have and not having podcasts or books or anything to listen to, they didn't really catch how much that messed me up. And so uh, a people pleaser was born, a, a chameleon was born out of that, um, somebody who played the game. And um, I remember I, I started smoking weed when I was 11 years old. Um, I joined a gang right around the same time, and I started doing all kinds of crazy stuff um, out of a desperation in, in some ways, just to feel something, to, to feel seen and alive and to be connected to something. And, you know, we look at gang members or quote-unquote criminals, and we say those are bad people, but what we're usually missing is that most of them, me, us, uh, have been traumatized in some way. And actually, most humans have, right? If you grew up in the Western world, you've been traumatized probably 30 times um, blatantly, and then probably another 30 that was a little more subtle, like your, your, your parents withholding love, or you got a B on the test, and you always heard, well, why didn't you get an A? And things like that that make the, the, the subconscious part of ourselves, the egocentric part of ourselves, believe that we're not worthy of love unless we're performing. Mm. And so like all of that goes into this cocktail and this mix of this person, Preston Davis. I was born Preston Davis. Oh, okay. um, when I was 15, one of my best friends called me to go out and hang and drink and do stupid stuff. And this was the first time I ever understood intuition 
because something told me not to go. And even to have the courage to say no came from my dad. When he caught me smoking weed, he sat me down and he said, you know, you're a leader. And he said, you're such a leader that if everybody else is going left, but some part of you feels like you need to go right, you'll do that in a second. And he said, you know, there's nothing wrong with marijuana and things like that. Um, but I want you to look at the life of the other people who do it in the neighborhood. And if you want their life, then keep doing it. But if you want a different kind of life, then don't. And I literally didn't smoke again after that. I still drank and did stupid stuff. Well, fast forward, that was 11. At 15, my best friend called me to go out, and I said no. And, and something, something said don't go. I was in the car, the same car, the night before that, and the night before that, and the night before that, for months. And something said don't go, so I said no. And um, about an hour later, everybody in that car was shot. And uh, he was shot in the head and died. And that changed my life forever. I ended up moving to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to get away from the fear of being shot as well. And I had all the survivor's guilt and things I couldn't name at 15 and a half, but uh, I understand now. Um, and I was actually in this super rich sort of like fresh Prince of Bel-Air moment at this new school. From Compton to where? To Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pennsylvania. Right. And um, everybody in the school, as I was being introduced and walked through the school, everybody was staring at me and just like really taking me in. I was like, what's going on? So I get in the principal's office and they're introducing me to, you're going to go be in this class, you're going to be on the basketball team, et cetera. And they said, any questions for us? And I said, yeah. Is there anybody else in this school that maybe kind of looks like me? And she said, oh, black? No, there's, there's no. You're the only one. And I said, wow, okay. Um, and within a few weeks, joined a new gang called Wexford Mafia. And I'm going to end the story here. <laughs> I'm in this kid, Brad's BMW, headed to a party. Everybody's drinking and smoking weed. And um, we're listening to Outkast, Wills of Steel, Tupac, and Biggie. And I'm in the back seat. This kid's got his seat all the way. The front seat is basically sitting in my lap. And he's like, you know, driving like he's this super gangster. And he's really just... just like rich. he's the white guy from the school, exactly, right? Exactly. Okay, exactly. got that. Um, and so I had this moment that changed my life forever where I realized that the kids at my former school were doing the exact same thing. But they were going to jail. And these kids were doing the same exact thing. And they were going to Yale. They were going to Harvard. They were going, and, and it like opened a world for me where I got to see that everybody was being bombarded by the same media. We were, we were all listening to the same music, all doing the same things, but it's very difficult to rise to low expectations. And the expectations for people who happen to be Afro-amazing like me were, were that we would go to jail. And um, that helped me understand that there's only one of us here and that love is really the only thing that matters and fast forward to college and cheating and graduate school and heart condition and sick and the secret and books and YouTube channel and workshops and wife and celibacy and all of the things that I've done <laughs> to get to this point and watching people die bloody deaths and leading people all over the world all of that has brought me to a 
deep, and this is the last thing I'll say about this, a deep gratitude for life itself. Yeah. I really do operate from all needs met to the best of my ability, and I, I, I don't have a right and wrong compass. Most people think there's a right way to raise your kids and there's a wrong way to raise your kids. There's a right way to be a mom and a wrong way to be a mom. And I take all of those things off my table and just allow myself to be. And you know what I just got? The perfect end is what a great dysfunction you really have. Yes. That's your dysfunction. Yes, for sure. That you don't see the world like yeah. everybody else. Uh -uh. Well, everybody, not everybody, but there's a real sense of mm -hmm. the world operating here. You're operating here. I get why you're the voice of a generation and I'm so curious about mm -hmm. the little boy pre-label. Mm -hmm. Yep. Do you remember having a vision for your life or mm -hmm. things that you wanted to be? Did you dress up and do certain things? Like you're quite an eclectic dresser, I actually. I am. Um, was that there early on? Do you have any memories of that? For sure. Uh, I think that the wound actually helped that get bigger. So there's a part of me that once the system sort of labeled me as this thing that rebelled against that. First I believed it and I felt, you know, a certain type of way and then it became like, oh, they screwed me up. And so anything that somebody tells me is the rules and this is how it should be or this is how you should have your kids and I'm going to actually say something that will probably piss off a lot of people listening to this, but like even the idea of pumping my child with a bunch of um, needles the moment it comes out of my wife is that knowing that my kid's not going to have sex, so it doesn't need a sexually transmitted, like, like um, what do you call that? Vaccine. Vaccinate, yeah. Yeah, pumped into his body. And so things like that, has it's helped me. It's emboldened me. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's a, a trust that we have for the government and for doctors and for things that I don't have. Yeah. I trust that everything is perfect, and I also trust that uh, my intuition yeah. is usually pretty spot on, and I'm okay if it isn't. Yeah. Um, and so that little boy was always awesome and a leader, and um, out of my greatest pain came my greatest gain. Right. And that mess became a message, and that pain became power, and that's like the, the thing that I still use to this day. My dad died a few months ago. I got a concussion right after. My grandmother died a week, uh, a month before my dad. And like all of these things happened. We had a miscarriage January 1st, 2019. Mm. All of these things happened in just this year and none of it broke me. All of it became, okay, what are you here to teach me? Mm. What's, what is here that, I, that I'm not present to and not that it's wrong or bad because my dad came, he, the moment he was born, we also knew that he was going to die at some point. Would I like to have my dad walk my daughter down the aisle? Yes. But I won't have that opportunity. But I got a lot of other opportunities. Yeah. And I love, thank you for saying that because, you know, being able to showcase that dealing with life powerfully yes. doesn't mean that stuff doesn't happen. Exactly. It's that how you responded to it. Yes. And, and so then when you're in that car mm -hmm. with, let's say, the preppy kids, mm -hmm. with the seat back, yeah. and you have this like, moment of mm -hmm. recognition of this is the same thing yep what do you do with that like mm -hmm. how do you rectify what that awareness yeah and what do you do with it yeah well my 15 year old self went through the stages of grief oh. my 39 year old self um, disassociates from it 
laughs at it, celebrates that I caught it, and makes a new decision. So um, it was like an aha, right? For me, it was, and we all have these, these little moments where there's just enough light that cracks through that mask that we've been wearing or the idea that we've had about our parents or society where we can see through it. Um, some people have these spiritual experiences on ayahuasca and things like that, or they have they catch the Holy Ghost in church and something opens up and they can see just enough the the perfection in this whole thing. And so for me in that moment, I got to see like, oh, this this is a system set up for me to fail and for them to do well. And uh, at that time, I was coming out of religion, but I still had this Bible verse, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Mm. And that like rang true over the next few weeks of like the, um, and this is still something, there's a, there's a healing happening in our, in our country, in, and I'm speaking about the U.S. here, um, around racism and slavery. And um, as much as I'd like to say that it's gone, it's not. We're, proce- we're in process. And for me, all of that came up. And it didn't just come up for me. It's my ancestors. It's, it's my great-great-great-great-grandfather who was beat and watched his, his, his um, wife be raped by the Davis family, which is why I don't call myself Preston Davis. I, there's, a pr- I, there's a pride because it comes from my dad. But when, I, when you go far enough back, this is just some white dude who raped my grandmother. That's what this is. So Preston Smiles was born out of uh, the truth of who I am. It's funny that because my last name is Scottish, but I'm not Scottish. Exactly. Yeah, so my dad, they were all given the name of the owners of the boat that they came over on. So there's like lots of Maxwells around, but Mm -hmm. not Scottish. Yes. Yeah, it's really interesting, the history that lives in you. For sure. And then what you do with it. And if you're okay with it, Mm -hmm. I want to use what you just said about this healing around racism in mm-hmm. the U.S., and then kind of, if we can, bring together immigration, mm-hmm. refugees, nationalism, yes. this, because I think this is going to really transfer over to so many more countries, and not that yes. it's, look, it's racism for yeah. me still, yeah. but I want to talk about it because I think you've been really vocal on separation mm-hmm. versus coming together, love yeah. coming together. So can you walk us through a little bit, like, what's going on mm-hmm. with immigration crisis and refugees at the yes. moment because I'm like really passionate so it's a bit self-serving mm-hmm. but I want to hear through your lens what you can bring some healing here yeah I think that what's going on is that for the most part and we can talk about this from Australia to Canada to the US to the UK anywhere for the most part um, the ancestors of some I won't call them messed up people because they're not. They just had some messed up tactics to gain, and I'm doing quotes here, power. Mm-hmm. Right? So the ancestors of some people who made some pretty messed up choices are starting to feel what it feels like for things to equal out. And so um, when Mr. Trump says, make America great again, what a lot of emboldened people here is make America white again. What they hear is make sure that those dirty Mexicans and those black people 
don't get anywhere close to equal because it's okay while they're poor and broke and and nowhere close to where we are based on our nepotism based on all of the social and historical programming and conditioning and all the TV and all the, even the religion nobody has seen a blue-eyed blonde-haired Jesus and yet that's the picture that we get painted over and over and over again. Disney, everything that's beautiful, has a certain look. The, the hair is a certain look. The skin is a certain look. This is all programming. And mm, what's the, there's a proverb, an African proverb around, as long as the hunter is telling the story, the lion will always essentially look weak, right? And so the, 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 well, that's good. the nepotism and the sort of favor of being an ancestor of some people who basically stole a country, call it Australia, call it whatever, right? It, it, when, when the chickens come home to roost, there's, there's all of this stuff that comes up for people because there's a belief that we are a separate self. Because there's a belief, and this is the problem, this is the problem. The problem is, is that we've been sold an idea that there's a finite amount of power, good, love, money, X, Y, and Z. And it's, it's finite. So supply and demand, we got to take it. We got to take the land. We got to take the money. We got to take the everything because we can't let them get it. Assuming that them is an outsider, them is different than us. However, call it the animals, call it everything. We're all on this same blue dot together. And I think that, and this may trigger some people, my belief is that God, the universe, every, whatever you want to call it, Jesus, Buddha, Allah, Krishna, source intelligence, it is one gigantic yes button. There is no no button in God. So God says, ah, oh, that's what you believe? That's what you want? Fantastic. Have it. And so sometimes, and this is the last thing I'll say about this, um, one of my favorite quotes, and it's an anonymous quote, is ever since my house burned down, I see the moon more clearly. And whenever um, I start to experience my house burning down, I remember that there's usually some silver lining in it. And I think that with the immigration conversation and the not wanting to allow certain people into our borders, our mm. stolen, um, that's what's happening, is we're going to end up seeing the moon more clearly. Do you, do you think it's really... Interesting that I called you a yes person in my life, and then you just described mm -hmm. the universe <laughs> as a yes button, which I've never heard before. Um, I think that's really interesting. Um, yep. And, you know, visiting the UK in our travels over the, I really got the us them mm -hmm. experience that people are having and how angry people get when it feels like finite resources. Yes. And so I want to quickly share a story here yep. because I think this is the stories that need to be told. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a course. I ended up in the middle of South Bank. Do you know South Bank? Mm -hmm. been? So in the evening and long and short of it, it was a, a game type course. And we had to ask people for a pen. We yeah. didn't have one. And everybody looked at us like, no, like yes. get away from me. Danger, danger, yes. weird. And it was actually quite an experience to be on that side of things, mm -hmm. to go, okay, I'm the weirdo. Mm -hmm. um, and there was this one family sitting on a blanket, mm -hmm. man, woman, little boy. And I went over and they instantly started looking in their bag. Oh, and they were looking and she couldn't even get that pen out fast enough mm -hmm. and said, do you want to come sit down and eat mm -hmm. with us? Yeah. 
And I automatically went into like, no, 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 that's okay. Yep. Because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And and my thing that I was needing to get was about receiving. Yes. Okay? So I it, it hit me. It was like, Sarah, receive this. Anyway, yes. I sit down with them. And I kept saying, oh, where are you from? Mm-hmm. You know? And I knew they weren't from Australia. And they said, oh, it's a long story. Next thing you know, been here for two days. Um, they sought political asylum from Iran mm-hmm. for six years. Yep. Finally got the okay. Fly to Australia. Plane yep. touches down. And then quickly goes to Nauru. Mm. And they're like, well, they don't know what Australia is either, yeah. right? They're going, what? So then in a detention center yep. for years. Yep. And she gets dengue fever. No, she has a baby in the detention center, their first child. So this mm. is the ba- the kid on the blanket here. And she gets dengue fever. So that means she has to fly out back to Australia with her child. So her, the dad and his new son and the wife separated for two years. And oh. they've been there for two days in South Bank. And guess who wants to give me a pen exactly. and a freaking meal? Yeah. This is not an us them. Yep. And when one is hungry, yep. someone mm-hmm. can feed. And I had to deal with all that because I'm thinking, how are they? I this yes. guilt. Like, how yes. are they feeding me? I should be feeding them. Yep. And then I just got it. It was like, we need to feed each other. Exactly. Holy camaraderie. And in that moment, that's exactly what you guys were doing. Because they were reminding you of the law of circulation, and you were also doing the same for them. So, hmm, I don't want to say this. And we all know that the, the getting is in the giving, right? So some of the, the, the wealthiest people in the world are the ones who focus on also giving people. Um, and a lot of times, we go in with our preconceived conversations about people based on what they have and don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes one of the best gifts you can give somebody is allowing them to reclaim their abundance mm. and really land in, oh, I am blessed beyond measure, right? And in that moment, that's what she was experiencing. Yes, and yes. That, they were so grateful yes. and so blessed. And you know what I got? Because I had no phone, yes. so I couldn't, I don't know their name. Yep. I just know their story. And I got, I actually can't repay them. Yeah. You got to deal with that, Sarah, because the law of circulation mm-hmm. is not about repaying them. them. No. It's about repaying the circuit, like yes. being in the circle and being in it. Yeah. And that was just massive. And mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted to talk about what you share, this, mm-hmm. this, this voice, this frequency. Yeah. And so out in the world, you're doing good work. You know, like you and Alexi with the bridge mm-hmm. method. Tell me a little bit about what that is and how that is shifting the conversation. Yeah. Well, um, one of the things we come to understand is that you can talk all day about your problems. People go to therapy and they spend 17 years, talk, 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 talk. What they miss and don't understand is that the body is a living library that stores every trauma, everything you've ever been through. And if one does not allow the body to reset, meaning reset the parasympathetic nervous system, allow the nervous system to reset, then it just gets stored in there. This is where, in my opinion, cancer and all of these diseases are coming from because people are so repressed. They're, they've stuffed down. They're not allowing themselves to be actual humans, right? In my opinion, there are five core emotions that come with the human, literally come with the car, right? Fear. Anger, sadness, sexual feelings, and joy. Now, we're okay with people's sadness as long as it's not too sad, right? Be sad, but don't get depressed. We're okay with people's fear because we can control them that way. No big deal. Be afraid. Be afraid of everything, right? Tall poppy syndrome. Um, Sexual feelings. This one's not okay. 
This one's taboo. And usually we hear it, most parents don't even say what it is. They're afraid to say, that's your penis. They're, they get offended, like my child, uh, who's almost two now, has found his penis, and he goes to work on it. As soon as the diaper comes off, he's like, what is this thing? And he's slapping at it and trying to like punch it and pull it apart, and we do not shame him at all, because we understand the consequences of shaming him. We understand the consequences of, oh my God, using moral uh, sort of quote-unquote ethics from religion to shame our child based on something that is absolutely natural and normal to him, right? Joy, okay, you can be happy but not too happy, right? Because the tallest poppy will always get cut down. Anger, no, not okay at all. So these are, there's a few places where most people are suppressed and if you, let's, let's assume that emotions are like um, water flowing through a water hose. Well, if I fold that hose, what's going to happen? It stops. It's going to stop. So if I fold the hose on sexual feelings, which is why the porn industry, industry is so big, mm-hmm. if I fold the hose on um, my sadness, then I'm also folding it on my joy. I'm also folding it on all the other emotions. And so if you keep doing that and the water's flowing, there's going to be a backup and something's going to have to give. And usually what happens is the body gives, right? Disease comes. People have mass shootings. People run their cars into things. They do things and they, and not even take it that far. They, they take it out on their kids. They withhold their love. They, on your relationship. On everything. Everything. So our work in the bridge experience and extreme leadership is about helping people free themselves, helping them truly look at themselves and reset their nervous system and deal with, and I'll say this, we've been doing this for about five years all over the world, and every room we go in, the number one thing that shows up is um, molestation or rape. Number one thing. 80% 80% of every room we go in, in anywhere, Canada, UK, Costa Rica, US, Australia especially, mm. added with domestic violence, right? Mm. These, this is a freaking, like... It's like a recipe. Yes. Like a recipe for, like, the kink. Yes. And it's something that nobody's dealing with or being with. They're hiding and they're suppressing it. Mm. You know many people we meet who have herpes or things like that? They never talk about it. They're afraid. Social stigma. All the stuff that comes with that. How many people are being emotionally and physically abused that never talk about it? Well, that's our work. Our work is to help people free themselves from all of that. And it's not even the crazy big stuff. Some people have traumas like they were at doing a spelling bee when they were 11 and they forgot. And everybody laughed. We had a woman come in who um, for 50 years... She couldn't hold a relationship. And we did some of our stuff, and she realized, and we reenacted this, that her dad, when she was like eight years old, was teaching her how to swim. And he said, okay, baby, come to me. And he was standing in one part of the pool. He said, let go of the side and come to me. I'll be right here. Well, she let go and started to swim. And as she got closer and closer to him, her dad took a step back every time. And every step he took back, the less trust she had for men. And that was why, and one of the reasons, locked in her body while she, had, while she couldn't hold a relationship. Because subconsciously and in her, the cells of her body, every time she saw a man, she just saw her dad taking one step back. 
they're not going to be there. Yes. When they say they're going to be there. Boom. Boom is right. Okay, I'm seeing so much in what you just shared mm. because if I just pull this thing mm. full circle to what you shared about your beginnings and, you know, here we are talking about dreams and people have this something in them wants to live their dream. Mm -hmm. What I'm getting is that if your house is kinked, yes, all those things become just another element of frustration. 100%. And it's sort of, you know, all this stuff now, um, I don't feel good enough. Yeah. And like all these things start coming up and that's just language until that hose starts to unkink. And exactly. I've never heard them in those five ways. Thank you for bringing up the sexual stuff. I have about a thousand questions about parenting. Yes, let's do it. Well, are we all, we're well yeah, yeah, because okay. that just happened in an instant. Yep. Being with you is like a flash. This is why I'm okay with it. Yep. Because you're having twins soon. Yes. So the conversation around parenting is only going to get spicier and yep. more awesome. Yeah. Um, and so if you're cool with it, when you are, you know, you have even more sh stories to share about parenting. Yes. I'll have you on again if you're happy with that. For sure. Um, I've loved our conversation because it's evoked stuff in me personally. Mm. It's given me some healing. It's given me some direction. But it's given me about a thousand more questions. Yes. So that's a good thing. <laughs> so I just want to thank you for being that yes person. I guess you're being the universe. So thank you very much. Much love. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to join the community at bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal and participate in weekly lives found only in our private group. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You've got to rate and review the show. And I know all the podcasts are always asking this. And in the past, I wasn't doing it. And the reason I wasn't doing it is because I actually didn't know how to do it. So open your podcast player and click on our show from your library, not the listen now. That's where I was going wrong in the past. So now that you know how to do it, when you go there, make sure you give us a five-star review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. And then click on write a review link to actually write a review so that you can tell other people that we're legit and even funny, maybe a bit serious. So if you want to recommend this to someone, you have to put your fingers on the keys and send us a review. Thanks.